0: Hi Hi, everyone, everyone. I'm John
1: and I'm Georgia and we're here inside
0: your ears to
1: talk about the mac and cheese of movies.
0: This is is Comfort Comfort Films. Films. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 13 of Comfort Films. This is our last episode of our Christmas series and uh, I mean we're really getting close to the end of the year here. I can't believe it.
1: Yeah, I know it came really fast. Right? I don't know where this year went. No. What, like, what did we do? Well, I don't know. I mean, I've always heard older people always talking about how time goes faster and faster. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, probably, but I mean, really? But no, really, it does. It does. Like, the older you get, the more time just seems to fly. I mean, you have a lot of stuff going on, mm-hmm. and you, you know, lose track. Yeah. Like, you know, but I, I don't really know how we got here to the end of the year
0: no i like send an email i make a phone call send a text (laughs) and it's midnight you know (laughs) like that's that's my day it's just like boom and i'm like whoa what
1: it's wild and just like time just pumps on by yeah i used to
0: work 100 hours a week
1: yeah where are those hours i don't know i thought i would get them back
0: when i didn't work that much no i yeah they're (laughs) going they just get vacuumed up somewhere (laughs) Well, there was like a short story. Maybe you know this, because you're good like this. And it was all about a time bank and how they would siphon off time from other people.
1: Hmm. And
0: they would just build up time.
1: No, I don't know that. But I would love to read that. That sounds interesting.
0: Yeah, like the leader had like a 72-hour day, something like that. I can't remember. It was just like really insane.
1: That does sound vaguely familiar. But, huh, I'll have to look it up.
0: I don't know. I don't know. But I definitely feel like... These days are flying by, and now that we're at the holidays, it's like time to pump the brakes, put on the lights, get out some eggnog, and enjoy.
1: Well, I do not like eggnog. Aww. But I will have peppermint hot cocoa.
0: Okay. I will also partake in peppermint hot cocoa. That sounds like a fun holiday drink. Yes. And we can definitely listen to some Christmas tunes.
1: Oh, of course. That's a must. Right? Right. Because it's Christmas Eve. I mean, it's here.
0: Yeah, this is it. This is it. So, we're going to be talking about today 2008's Four Christmases. Yes. So, you know, this movie stars Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Yes. And they play Brad and Kate.
1: Yeah, a married couple.
0: Are they married?
1: No, you're right. They're not married. (laughs) A not married couple.
0: Right, we're every time like we're so old now, whenever we see people together, we're like, Oh, they're married.
1: Well, they seem really married. I they know do. that they're they just like, Oh, married. we don't need to get married, but they seem like they already are.
0: Yeah. Two thousand eight, I mean, that was a long time ago. And we were married at that point. And I felt like we saw some similarities between us and the Vince Vaughn. Oh, certainly. Yeah. And the Reese Witherspoon character.
1: I mean, very broadly painted similarities but yeah I mean just even surface like Vince Vaughn is a giant yeah and Reese Witherspoon is a tiny little person uh and I'm super short compared to you you're like a foot taller than me yeah yeah um so that's funny and you know um I hear the rain
0: the rain is so strong out here in North Hollywood in our little bedroom closet, we can hear it buffeting the roof.
1: So, if you hear something weird, it's the rain. Yeah. We actually hardly ever get rain out here, but it's been raining like cats and dogs today. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be raining all the way through uh, the end of the day tomorrow, which is Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's going to be a wet, weird, snowy in the mountains wow. Christmas.
0: I mean, I want to hear that Eurythmics song, Here Comes the Rain Again. Oh, like, that's a I, great song. I love it. I can hear it in my head. We have the record. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we will definitely get that Spitting going that. after this. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it's, it's kind of cool that we're getting a rainstorm. I like the rain, but it's also cool because after it rains, we usually get to see the snow in the mountains, which mm-hmm. is so pretty. I love that. And, you know, we lived in Massachusetts for, well, you lived there for ages. I lived yeah. there for like 10 or 11 years. And I was so sick of snow by the time we left.
0: Shoveling's no fun.
1: But then we got here to LA and I realized, oh, you know, when it rains down here, it snows and you can see the snow from far away in the mountains. And that's the way I like it. At a distance where I don't have to shovel it, but I get to enjoy how pretty it looks. So...
0: Yeah, I mean, not having to drive in it. Driving in it was treacherous, and I've done that so many times. And whenever there was a bad storm, I absolutely always needed to go out.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I had a job where I worked at the electric company, so the worse the weather was, the more likely I had to go to work. Because we would have problems with the power grid.
0: I mean, I would like to be in like this ridiculously opulent home (laughs) on a mountaintop that had like you know a 30 foot window oh yeah you look down from the peak and see the snowfall and know that you don't have to go anywhere or do anything until the snowstorm is over
1: that would be amazing you Mm -hmm. know when the podcast takes off (laughs) yeah when the
0: podcast takes off
1: our meal ticket
0: right i mean that's the way it's gonna go down (laughs) we're gonna have Big, comfy chairs, and we're going to be sitting on a mountaintop just watching the snowfall without a care in the world.
1: Fast forward to that.
0: Yeah, can't (laughs) wait for that. Let's begin that process.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) As Sandy Furness says on Succession. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Anyway.
0: Anyway, so here we go. I'm going to give us a synopsis of four Christmases. Okay, so here we go. Brad and Kate... Are a couple and they're played by Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Now they don't have any kids and every year they skip out on the family events for the holidays. They always say that they're going to be doing volunteer work somewhere and on this particular Christmas they're saying that they're going to be doing volunteer work in Burma. And when they're at the airport they get busted. Because fog rolls in and the flights are canceled. And there happens to be a local television news reporter right there who wants to catch the reaction of people that can't have their vacation. (laughs) So it's found out that their flight is postponed for a day and then they have to go to Christmas at all of the family's locations. So both of them have divorced parents. So that means four different Christmases in one day. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, I mean.
1: And I would mention also that they weren't going to help orphans in, in Burma. No. They were just going to Fiji to a resort. Yeah. So they're dressed not for helping orphans, but for, you know, going to get a couple's massage later that day. <laughs> Uh, and so when the reporter comes up to them to try to say, you know, oh, it looks like you're going on vacation, you know, everybody sees them and clearly they're not doing what they're supposed to be. They've made elaborate lies about, um, with all of their family so it's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, a straw hat does not say yeah. serious volunteerism. And a
1: super loud, like, Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, so they're they're caught red-handed.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, they have to go to each of the places where each one of their parents are.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's funny because you know, they don't even spend time with one of those usually. Mm -hmm. So having to do all four in one day is like going to be super overload. You already know it. Um, And it's just, it's, it's funny. It's such a great premise. It's simple. And it's just hilarious. Because, you know, well, we can probably relate a little bit to these people. I mean, because we have like the divorced parent situation. Mm -hmm. And the family scattered all over the place. I mean, we were talking about, you know, Oh, well, we've never had to spend time with all of our family members in one day. That's because it would be physically impossible to have ever done that with them being in different time zones, different States. Mm -hmm. Um, in this movie, they all, I guess, live in the San Francisco area, apparently, because they can go back and forth to each one. But yeah, in hours, but even when we go visit my family in Mississippi, We end up having to drive all over the state to see my sister, my other sister, my mom, my dad. We used to have to go see my grandma. You know, we're just going all over the place trying to visit people. And it was, it gets a little wild. Um, Yeah, but it's, it's funny because we usually don't spend Christmas with our families anyway. Not by choice, but just by necessity because either work, work, usually. Yeah. yeah, I'm working or... You know, we just can't afford it because it's pretty, to go to Mississippi is pretty expensive because there just aren't a lot of flights going there um, compared to other places. And, you know, just the hassle of all that. Yeah, um, it's like you've got to
0: run around and then you're going to go to a location where you can't spend that much time and then you've brought all your gifts with you and then you need to bring the gifts back and, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm old. Like, I think flights are going to be cheap. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's going to be a couple hundred holiday. bucks. No, it's not even close. You know, I mean, I had a situation when I was growing up. I lived in Massachusetts. My father lived in Pennsylvania. There were times where I would go, you know, from Massachusetts. Then I would I would go to Pennsylvania. But those would be two very distinct locations. Yeah. You know, and and now it's just like, <laughs> you know, we're in California, so we're yeah. on the other side. We're totally on of the, the other world, coast. So we'd have like. to
1: fly to Florida to see your mom, and then fly to Mississippi to see my, my folks. So it would be a really difficult thing.
0: And all we do now is we just go to Fiji and we just <laughs> hang out. You know, we're talking boat drinks oh, and gosh. massages and just hanging loose. A lot of wave riding. That's in your you fantasies. Know, I snorkel a lot. Yeah, no, we don't do any of this stuff. No, we
1: literally mean, hang out at home.
0: Yeah, I mean this is the first Christmas in two years where we've actually been able to buy ourselves gifts. So yeah. we're very excited <laughs> to celebrate that. We got a lot of good stuff coming. And, you know, also George's birthday is January third. So this is like this is like our time.
1: And I'm taking the week off, which I never do. So yeah. You know, we're very fortunate to have this time and just, it's going to be really fun to just relax and get to enjoy all of our Christmas gifts and have kind of a quiet week at home, but usually we're just busy and bustling yeah, and doing all kinds of things. I mean, when we lived in Massachusetts and your mom was also there, we used to spend Christmas with her every year, Yeah, um, and that wasn't too difficult, but no, now that we're... Right there. Now that we're kind of marooned out here on the west coast, <laughs> <laughs> we end we end up generally spending our time alone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it's funny to watch this though because I do feel like there are some similarities with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, each each one of these families and my family in particular, um, my family is a little bit uh, eccentric to say it in a nice way. Oh sure. <laughs> and i mean my um, family's
0: eccentric too i mean everybody's family well everybody's family different. has a yeah. little
1: weirdness in sure, it but mine sure. has extra um <laughs> i mean i've made like a stand-up thing out of it like everything i do is based all my little jokey stuff is based around you know my family being a little bit nutty which is fine um because that's you know if they weren't like that i probably wouldn't know what to do um but yeah so it it's particularly funny in this in this movie just because I feel like there's some very strong similarities. So, I mean, I guess that would be a good way to go about discussing this episode is kind of to talk about each one of the family visits in turn. Yeah, that's um, a good and idea. what happens. So the first people they go to visit is uh, Vince Vaughn's character, Brad's father, Howard, played by the phenomenal Robert Duvall. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we've talked about our great admiration for Robert Duvall at some point uh, before here, I've never seen him be bad. Never no, seen him be bad. No, he's one of the most solid actors in history, pretty much. And I mean, he can
0: do anything. Yeah. And what I've heard is he doesn't really do any research; he just does it,
1: which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, Tender Mercies. Wow, phenomenal. Yeah,
0: that's a great one.
1: Um, yeah, I mean. I don't know. You could just name any movie he's in, and it's great. He it was great in The Godfather. Apocalypse Now. Yes, of course. Oh, man.
0: Just, yeah, Apocalypse um, Now. And
1: the one where he was the preacher. Oh, The Apostle. The Apostle. Yes. Oh, boy. What a what a movie.
0: Powerhouse performance. Not
1: a comfort film. No. But a amazing one.
0: Yeah, it's great. I loved um, him in Days of Thunder. I loved him in <laughs> Falling Down. I loved him in Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. I mean, anything he's anything.
1: in. Anything. Anything. He's just a great actor, and he's great in this. Um, it really everything that happens with him really reminds me of my father's father, um, who is kind of a tough old bastard. <laughs> and that's kind of the tough old bastard role that Howard is in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's independent, he doesn't want a handout, he doesn't want anybody doing anything for him. And um Brad's brothers are also here, and mm-hmm. they're like this, it's John Favreau and Tim McGraw, and they're supposedly like this kind of amateur UFC fighting duo. Yeah. They're super violent. Mm-hmm. They're like ready to just tie up with with Brad the minute he walks in the door. Um, And yeah, this is 100% my dad's family. I mean...
0: What about the actual names? Because the names of these <laughs> yeah. folks... You know, their name is actually based on...
1: Where they were conceived. That's
0: correct. We find out that Brad, his actual name is Orlando.
1: Yes, and his brothers are Denver and Dallas. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And they just keep calling him Orlando. He's changed his name to Brad. And Kate did not realize that his real name was Orlando, and she gets a little testy about not being let in on that fact. Um, But so many things happened during this visit that are so cringe (laughs) oh yeah
0: i mean setting up a satellite dish yourself uh that's what they decide to do
1: well even roll back when they're giving the gifts out Mm. and they didn't realize that there was a ten dollar cap that would so happen to me yes it would happen to happen to me i mean so they show up with all these extravagant gifts because they're double income no kids couple and they have, you know, money to spend so they get an Xbox for the kids.
0: We don't have the money to spend, but I always like to get people good gifts. You know what I mean? I I never like to show up with something less than. I always want something that people are going to be like, wow. And I also listen really well. Like if someone like says offhand they really like something, I put that in my database. So when it becomes present time, I'm like, okay, let's check the files.
1: Yeah, well, and you really like to just shower people with nice things, but in this, they had a $10 cap, so (laughs) Brad ends up showing up, these the nephew's actual parents Mm -hmm. who just got them, like, a flashlight. Yeah. And thinks that, you know, Santa doesn't love me anymore, and things like, that's just terrible. Yeah, he bought them an Xbox. And then, yeah, so... Then the next part is that he buys the fa- he buys his father a, a satellite dish, as John was saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they've got the installer coming in too. They've paid for everything to be set up.
0: And he's also very suspect. Of the gift. Yes. He wants to know how much is this gift going to cost me. Well,
1: he just thinks everything is a slight, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's like, oh, you know, uh, Brad's like, we got you this the satellite so you could get all the channels. You don't think I have enough channels? <laughs> I got enough channels. So I got all the channels I need. And it's like, no, we just, we're trying to do something good for you. And, you know, he just takes everything as an offense. Like you're trying to, you know, look down on him. Yeah. And yeah, I I have people like this that I'm related to. Um so that made me laugh so much because it's so frustrating mm-hmm. when you're just trying to do something for someone and they just are resisting you at every turn for yeah. like no reason that you can think of. Um so that was hilarious and then they're making this horrible food. Oof. They bring in like katie mixon who i freaking love she's she was she's great in eastbound and down mm-hmm. brilliant yeah one of the, like the most funny people um she plays the wife of uh, john favreau's character and she's heavily pregnant and mm-hmm. she's making all the food and her appetizers are like ritz crackers with spray cheese and then she's making some kind of casserole that seems to have mayonnaise and doritos mm. in it. I mean, I don't know what's going on
0: I this reminds me of a story this has nothing to do with family, but Georgia and I were once over someone's house where they served deviled eggs. Oh God. and the deviled eggs had shell in them.
1: Yes, I almost lost it many yeah. times. and we just had to stay super cool. Do you know it didn't I was not really doing okay <laughs> like no it was, I mean. At one point in this movie, separate scene, mm-hmm. Uh, every time there's a baby, it seems to vomit on Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> and Vince Vaughn's reaction is just, like, to immediately start vomiting yeah, himself. You can't handle it. And that was me when I ate the shell. Like, I couldn't stop gagging, and I was trying so hard to be cool. Yeah. But it was impossible, because, yeah, nobody wants to be crunching down on your deviled eggs it was nasty
0: and also during the same visit uh we also got to hear about uh someone giving someone an enema yeah. in the bathtub we have
1: a lot of great people we
0: hung out with <laughs> we have a lot of a lot of tales
1: if you will yeah that was that was a real fun night people out. people tend to overshare with us yeah. pretty much constantly so
0: yeah yeah it was uh it's a pretty interesting night, but not family. So yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, So back to the so the satellite dish installation. He's he doesn't want like John was saying he doesn't want Howard doesn't want anybody coming in and installing satellites, So they're gonna do it themselves. Mm-hmm. So all the men get up on the roof trying to do this, and of course they kind of leave it on Vince Vaughn's character to handle it. Yep, because he's the one who bought this thing that nobody wanted. Oh yeah. So, he, of course, falls off the roof spectacularly. Would have done that, too, uh, And at one point, yeah, you definitely would have. Yeah. And <laughs> I probably also would have, but you, like, so would have.
0: And there would have been, like, paramedics. There would have been multiple surgeries. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have gotten off as easy. No, no. As Vince Vaughn's character. Oh, my character. gosh. Well, that's I know, why we don't let
1: you up on the roof. no. Uh, but yeah, so he also ends up dragging the cable so hard that it pulls the television up and smashes it and sets it on fire. And <laughs> basically, they're kind of not welcome to stay anymore no. at that point. No. Uh, so they have to go on to their next visit, uh, which is uh, Reese Witherspoon's mother, mm-hmm. played by the indomitable Mary Stainburgen.
0: She's great. And then we also see there carol Kane,
1: yes and the aunt Mm -hmm. Uh, and then another aunt played by Colin camp and kristen Mm -hmm. chenoweth is the sister yeah um who is hilariously uh breastfeeding and just has her boobs kind of hanging out (laughs) at all times yeah um the women in this family are very sexually forward to say the least um again this reminds me of some members of my family i'm not going to name any names but you probably know who you are (laughs) Um, I mean, the other funny thing to me is they're all in San Francisco, but everybody is kind of like Southern in this. Yeah. Like Robert Duvall is like straight. I mean, he's from California, but he seems like, you know, a hillbilly or something. And then they live in kind of a trashy kind of place with no grass Mm -hmm. or something. And then, uh, Mary Steenburgen is also really from the south i think she's from arkansas and reese witherspoon's from louisiana i believe so you know everybody seems southern even though they're like in san francisco and this is more like they're visiting some people like upper crust people in georgia is what it feels like yeah and mary steenburgen is dating pastor phil so she's all of a sudden very interested in religion yeah, and Dwight yeah, Dwight Yoakam. Dwight Yoakum. Oh my God, Dwight Yoakam. This is kind of, I would say, a cameo for Dwight Yoakam as Pastor Phil. Uh, and he makes the most of every second. He's hilarious. Sure does. It's a brilliant, brilliant performance. Um, and they end up going to, well, there's a lot of uh, secrets uncovered. So uh, in the first part with Howard... They uncovered, you know, some secrets about Brad, like his his real name being Orlando, and Reese Witherspoon was touchy about that. But then when they go to her mother's house, he finds out a lot of secrets about her, mm-hmm. like how she was chunky when she was little, and that they called her Cootie Kate Yep. from, like, kindergarten through sixth grade, and she was horribly bullied. And then also that they thought that she was a lesbian because her best friend was a very butch kind of girl named Joe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this background information that he finds out, he kind of makes fun of her for not telling him.
0: Well, that's where the big difference comes in. You know, we watched it this time. as We talked about some similarities between us and Brad and Kate. And where the big difference comes in is that they have all these secrets. Yeah. You and I are an open book. We, we know everything yeah. about each other. There's no, like, dark corner, you know, that you're yeah. going to find out. No. You're not going to find out that I experimented on T-Rexes in the basement, <laughs> you know. There's there's no smoking no. gun. I well, mean, we've
1: been like that since the beginning. Yeah. And then... I mean, I'm kind of an open book with everybody. Like, I don't keep anything secret because the I fact is, everybody knows everything. So, what's the point? Yeah, that's the that's the, that's it. That's the. I mean, the that's fact it. is, like, you can't keep any secret. No, I mean, you just you just tell people what it is. Yeah, you know just and be that's honest. It. Yeah, that's the right way to go. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. Um. But they find out all this stuff about each other, and uh, then they end up going to this Christmas pageant, which is really the most funny scene of the movie for my money and i think yours too.
0: Oh yeah. I um. mean that's i mean what they need is they need someone to play Joseph and Mary in their Christmas pageant because the people that were doing it are unable to do it now. And so Dwight Gokum, you know, they're they're at the church is looking for someone or they're looking for a couple to play Mary and Joseph and no one is coming forward. And Mary Steenburgen, you know, offers up her daughter, says, you know, Kate'll do it. And then, you know, Reese Witherspoon gets Vince Vaughn to do it. Yeah. And uh, so he's like, oh, geez. And then they go backstage, and then they get the scripts. And then Kate gets, you know, the baby that's going to be playing the baby Jesus. And it's hilarious because Vince Vaughn just starts acting like an actor. from minute one he's like he's got the (laughs) script he's like how should i play this you know how should i you know what what's like there's so many ways to go with this
1: it's ridiculous because you would totally do that with like the preparation bit oh yeah like later on he kind of like does some things that you definitely wouldn't do because you're a very generous person to act with but in the preparation where he's just like, oh, what should I, what's my motivation, basically? <laughs> and he's, like, saying all this kind of stuff, and it really was kind of like you, like, because even if you just have, you know, one word to say, you're going to be, like, creating a whole background for this character, yeah. and, and he does that, and it's so funny.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I will spend so much time on everything so that I feel fully prepared, and it's like I've created this other person. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you've you've basically written a whole other movie that's like the pre-movie for the movie you're going out.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's pretty comical, you know, from the outside. Like, when you see these things, when you see this behavior that you know you have, where you're like, oh, I should do this, or I should do this. Like, you know, when I'm doing it in the moment, I feel like, oh, I'm just being really serious about, you know, my job. And then when you see somebody doing it on film, (laughs) or in real life, it is comical. Well, I mean, they're
1: playing it for, like, a joke Yeah. It's just very funny because he's so serious. Like, this is his moment. Oh, yeah. And he's, you know, he said that he's never done anything like this before. No. They didn't want to do it. But also part of it is that her family, Kate's family, is so supportive of men. hmm That, like, I think he's kind of lulled into the sense of being, like, better than he is. hmm because they just have built him up so much, I mean, they kind of treat Kate like garbage, mm-hmm. but they treat him like he's just magic because he's a man because they do this with all men. Yeah, so he's kind of like overly confident. And when they get out on stage, Kate is afraid she's having stage fright. You know, she doesn't see where the swaddle cloth is for the baby that's like the big move that she's supposed to do is swaddling the baby. Mm-hmm. And you know, of, <laughs> rather than try to be helpful, Vince Vaughn <clears throat> then decides that he needs to like keep this going, and oh, yeah. you know he has to like the show has to go on. So he's like really committed to making this happen. And she's like, "I don't know
0: my line," and he's like, "Well, that's okay because I memorized your lines too."
1: And then he starts doing that.
0: Yeah. So. And then he just it, it just starts really grandstanding, and he's just out of control, and it's hilarious. It's funny. It's hilarious to see it, but you know, in, in terms of like <laughs> in real life, oh man, you would, would be like, dude, I what's kick, up with you know, that? You'd
1: kick the per- your partner's head in if they yeah, did that. Yeah, that's but it's very it's, selfish. It's so funny to watch though. Oh yeah,
0: it, it's it's an entertaining train wreck of a performance and those are always funny we love to see people make mistakes
1: yeah i mean and just the best part though is that everybody is so on board with him Mm -hmm. like he's basically making joseph look like the hero and virgin mary look like a piece of trash yeah he calls her an unfit mother I mean, and and instead of just being like, you know, everybody is just applauding and just loving it. Like, they're on the train with him. They're ready.
0: Yeah. I mean, that is is the gag, is that he can do no wrong. Yeah. And she is just on the outs no matter what. And
1: he's just... I mean, Vince Vaughn is really funny with this kind of fast-talking kind of thing anyway. Mm -hmm. And he is just doing everything right in the scene to make you laugh and then like after it's over and they have to go back to their seats he's like dancing and just like everybody's like loving on him telling him he did such a great job yeah it's it's massively funny it's like
0: a command performance was delivered i mean i would
1: just turn this on just to watch that part because it's so funny yeah
0: it's hilarious Uh,
1: but yeah so that's like the big thing that happens with The uh, Mary Steenburgen, Reese Witherspoon's mom segment. Um, The next visit that they make is to Brad's mother, who's played by Sissy Spacek. Mm -hmm. Another kind of southern type person. Yeah. Bizarre. Best house for me. Oh, I love the house. It's like almost like a woodsy kind of cabin looking house, but like a modern one. Mm -hmm. It's very pretty. And it's funny to me because... My mom is so much like fifty fifty the moms in this. That's funny. In real life, my mom is just very combo Sissy Space like Mary Steinbergon. Yeah. I mean, she even looks kind of like the two of them fused together in a weird way. I can see it.
0: I could when you say she it I'm talks like, my
1: God. like that, I mean, like she has their mannerisms. like it's really kind of weird. Um, so it's like my mom was split into two components and made into the moms in this movie. Um, but Sissy SpaceX character, the big twist with her is that after she divorced Howard, um, she ended up with this guy who's much younger and we find out and he's does it he acts like he's old. Yeah. He's trying to give Vince Vaughn gas money and and then you realize you hear that he and Vince Vaughn were actually best friends. Mm-hmm at one point when they were young.
0: Yeah, they grew up together.
1: And they're the same age. Mm-hmm. But now this best friend is like in a relationship with Brad's mother, so he's kind of disgusted. Um which and it's just played very funny. It's really funny.
0: Yeah, it's great. Then the brothers come over. Yeah. You know? Is it
1: both or is it just Den I think it's just Denver, which is John oh, you're Favreau. Right. No, I think it is just John Katie Favreau Mixon. and Katie Mixon. Yeah, right. I don't know what happened to Dallas, but I don't apparently either. he didn't come over. So oh, okay. Um, but they, they end up, uh, Kate has sent over some board games, you know, as a gift, and they decide to play some of the games. Yeah. And it's taboo, and they're trying to explain the rules of this game. And in that game, if you've never played it before, basically there's a card, and it has a word at the top, And you're trying to explain what that word is without saying these five taboo words on the bottom of the card, Mm -hmm. and somebody has to buzz you with this little buzzer if you say one of those words, and that means you have to go to you lose that when you go to the next card. Well, Sissy Spacek doesn't like the buzzer when she's getting buzzed. Yeah, and so, but then when she's got the buzzer in her hand, she's like ready to go, and then just. You know, after uh, after just getting frustrated to the point of no return, uh, Vince Vaughn kind of loses it. And it's just like, yeah, I've shut down now. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, I love playing games with family, but I think we've all been at that point. We're just like, okay, yeah, I, I think it's over. I yeah. think it's over now. You
0: can You can um, definitely get there.
1: It's funny. I yeah. mean, especially, oh my gosh. Christmas can be so stressful. I think it's something that we haven't... I mean, we talked about this a little bit during Christmas Vacation. Mm -hmm. Just because that movie also deals with kind of the stress of Christmas and having, like, your huge family over and all this, you know, crazy stuff that happens with that. But, yeah, in this case, in Four Christmases, it really comes out because they're trying to stuff so much into one small period of time.
0: Yeah, and, and you're dealing with people in person that you haven't dealt with and I think they said three years, Yeah, if I'm, I mean, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I think, yeah, they haven't been home for Christmas at least in three years. Yeah, and I mean, that's a long time. And they, there seems to
0: be a lot of unresolved issues yeah. that aren't getting resolved anytime soon. And having to deal with one of those things would be, would be challenging.
1: Yeah, but now they're dealing with all of them. Yeah, and then there's animosity
0: between, you know, Robert Duvall and sissy Spacek, yeah you know, he's very the,
1: angry at her yeah and,
0: you're caught you in know. the crossfire of that and you're just like oh man
1: and it's all contentious with the brothers mm-hmm. and i mean it just seems like a lot and then of course we as i'd said like the mother uh, reese witherspoon's mother and their family have been really mean to her over the course of her life and kind of encouraged you know the bullying of her and things like this which is really really terrible it is it is and you know they haven't really the funny thing is that these two people are like super achievers in their life like they both have a great job they both make money clearly they live in a really nice apartment and they have money to go on these vacations so they're super high achieving but then when it comes to their families they just can't you know, do what they need to do. And any time they try, it backfires. Like, when at the beginning, when they are at Howard's, Reese Witherspoon is encouraging Vince Vaughn to, like, set boundaries with his brothers, and they instantly <laughs> just start physically beating him. Yeah, it doesn't work. And then they bring in their children to, like, continue the beating. I yeah. mean, there's no boundaries with these people.
0: No, it's funny. And it's they, funny uh, but because it's so... It's so painful. Again, yeah. it's just like we're laughing at the pain that these yeah. folks are just grinding through. Like, yeah. they're just going through it in this one day.
1: Yeah. I mean, they I mean, do have Fiji on it's the It's overwhelming. And well, that's the thing. We know they're going to Fiji after, so you can't feel too bad. But, no. Uh, but, yeah, they, they really are taking the brunt of all of this <laughs> in this <laughs> one day. Um, but, yeah, so... <sighs> One of the other things that comes up besides the hilarity ensuing mm-hmm. is that things start to get a little bit serious um, with Reese Witherspoon with her thinking about what she wants out of their life. Yeah. Um. There was this little thing that we didn't mention at the beginning where we just see that you know they spend a lot of time together. They do a lot of activities together. Mm-hmm. At one point, they're taking a dance class, and the other people, the other couples in the dance class, are getting lessons so that they can be ready when they get married and they can do their own dance and everything Mm -hmm. but you know so they're like oh when are you getting married and Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn are like yeah we really don't have any plans to get married we don't need to get married yeah and they you know go through all of this stuff which shows that they have major baggage around marriage because of their parents
0: well for us it was different we didn't want to get married for a long time just because
1: we felt like we shouldn't have to or something i don't know we just didn't want to do it i just i don't know i feel like we were just fine with what we're doing and part of it also was the same thing another thing that they kind of say at the beginning which is that they don't really care about having children they're not really interested yeah and that actually changes over the course of this so like um reese witherspoon takes pregnancy test just on a whim uh, when she's at her mother's house because her sister has one in her baby bag, and she's she's trying to get pregnant again. And Reese Witherspoon's like, I'm a couple days late, I'll take this test and see what happens. Well, she's not pregnant. But doing that made her kind of think about what she wants out of life. So after this third visit, um, she broaches the subject with Brad. And she's like, look, you know, I know that this is something that we've said we wanted, But now I've changed my mind, and I think I do feel like I want to get married and have a family. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't want that. Nothing has changed for me. Well, what's
0: interesting about that is that Kate has had a lot of negative experiences with children over the course of the day. Yeah. When she's actually in the bathroom doing the pregnancy test. You know, her niece comes and steals.
1: Yeah, the test and, and runs and
0: out with it. Goes to a bounce house and they play keep away with it. So she like has to battle these children to get <laughs> yeah. her pregnancy test.
1: But for some reason, still wants to have children.
0: Yeah, and then like the vomiting and just, you know, it, it's just like
1: every baby pukes on her. Yeah, when she was holding the baby at Howard's, which is Katie Mixon's baby. It's screaming and crying, and then it finally is quiet, and she turns around and smashes its head into a cabinet door. Ouch.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, gosh. It's all so terrible. <laughs> like, everything is so terrible.
0: Well, and then we get to the final house, you know, which is, it's played by John Voigt and this is Kate's father. Yeah. And, you know, she wants to talk to him, and she says that they've been lying about this volunteer work for years. And he said that he knew because he used to lie all the time to get out of family events. And he yeah. really regretted doing it. And he wished that he could get that time back.
1: Yeah. And, at this, and this is kind of a theme of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because there's this line that we both really like probably our favorite line in the movie mm-hmm. which is said by vince vaughn first when they're at a work christmas party and you know his co-workers are complaining about having all this family stuff they have to do for christmas and, yeah and you know they explain hey you know we just go on vacation and we just tell our families that we're going to do volunteer work and people are like you lie to your family on christmas and Vince Vaughn says, Well, you can't spell families without lies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's true. I mean you can't. And I, I mean but And you know. later
1: on we hear that from Robert Duvall. So yeah. we know that's where it came from.
0: It loops back around, but it's the whole show is just trying to tell us spend the time with your family yeah and you know they actually have it that kate and brad get back together brad comes well back. we didn't
1: even tell them that they split up but oh yes. well they did
0: split up and guess <laughs> before, what guys they got back together Before so don't worry
1: to, before they go to the fourth place which is john voight's house this is when they're having this discussion and saying you know i want to have kids and a lot of i don't want to have kids nothing's changed for me and so basically brad just drops kate off She goes in and what happens there is that she sees that her father and her mother are spending time together with Pastor Phil and the father's new girlfriend and, you know, her sister and her brother-in-law and the the niece and nephew were there Mm -hmm. and everybody's just having a nice time, a quiet time, and they're getting along with each other which is something that Reese Witherspoon hasn't seen happen, you yeah. know, pretty much ever, um, because they just have had such a difficult time um, during the divorce, and obviously that was kind of a scarring thing for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, over the course of the evening, she continues to believe, you know, that she's made the right choice mm-hmm. um, with her feelings, whereas Vince Vaughn has gone to see his dad, and his dad is just the same old you know, tough old bastard that he's always been. Yeah. He, you know, Brad tells the father, yeah, you know, she said she wanted to marry me and have kids. And he's like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to say congratulations. And and Brad is like, no, I said no. And suddenly he has the approval from his father that he's always been looking for and never has gotten.
0: Yeah, it's a real twist.
1: It is. And you just find that that is the thing that turns Brad's mind around and makes him say, you know what, I'd rather be with Kate regardless of what her situation is than not be with Kate. So he leaves and he goes back and apologizes and they reconcile at that point. And, you know, so they end up having a positive Christmas after all. Um, and then the little kind of epilogue of the movie is that a year later, they're in the hospital and they've had a baby. Yeah. And they are in the hospital with the baby and the nurse comes in and says, oh, you can have your family come in now. And they're like, um, no, we're going to pass on that. We, we didn't really tell our family yeah, that yeah. We we're having a baby. Yeah. And the nurse is kind of like, what? And (laughs) and they're like, well, our families are very complicated. So, you know, we just thought it would be easier to handle this. And Mm. then, you know, we'll talk to them about it later. And then, of course, uh, what happens? But they have had the first baby of the new year. So a reporter shows up and comes into the (laughs) hospital room to interview them, uh, thus exposing their secret again, which is pretty funny. So... And then there's Baby Vomit. Yeah, Baby Vomit and Vince Vaughn vomits are shortly thereafter. So, it all loops around.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's four Christmases. I mean, that's really the, the whole journey. And it, it takes you through a lot of family time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a lot of, like... A lot of heavy issues are dealt with in a very funny way. Yes. because people love to pick on each other, oh, you yeah. know. In every family, they like to say, "Oh, do you remember when this happened or when this happened?" Oh yeah, you know. And especially when you have siblings, I feel like they wanna they wanna rough you up a little. You know what I mean? Well, they just do. to remember.
1: There's just the rivalry. I mean, my sisters are twins, and your brothers are twins, uh-huh. and it's like <laughs> they're the worst to each other than as anybody. Like they're so contentious but at the same time if anybody else was attacking the twin they would be like super fired up 100 it's like the, i'm the only one that can beat you up so yeah. yeah that was it did you have any different reactions to the movie when you watch it this time
0: my reaction this time was again <clears throat> just mostly about something we already talked about with the secrets yeah. and that there were so many secrets in here and i just was like wow these people have all this time together and they spend so much time together and i would feel that they would know everything about each other particularly without children but still there were you know some things
1: yeah that was that was interesting i mean and i think that was kind of the whole purpose of this and their relationships that they had to learn all this stuff so that they could overcome it and move <laughs> to the next step yeah otherwise they were just having a good time and... oh, that's
0: it i mean that was that was the movie i mean they're like role-playing at the beginning yeah. you know and it's just like
1: they make your family not look so bad yeah, exactly not, not, not yours in particular but no like no yours isn't everybody's
0: that's why i'm laughing because it's just like you see this and you feel like hey you know i mean it's not this bad
1: you know and it's unless you're me and then you're like oh, well geez. it's about the same as usual no, I mean, oh, yeah, people are scrapping in the side yard. Sounds about right. Yeah.
0: I I mean, I've been lucky. I mean, I've had <laughs> I've had a lot of good times with my family over the years, especially on holidays. So, I mean, this one, it just, like, there, you know, like, my dad would pick on me just jokingly over the years. So, I mean, I could kind of feel no, that. No, but... but that's, I, I didn't have, I mean, aside from, like, the divorced parents, like, my mom never remarried. You know, I didn't have well, and
1: they still got along. Like yeah. your mom and dad would have holidays together, yep, and be totally okay with each other. So you were very lucky with that. I was a fortunate kid. So I mean, watching this, I yeah that that was my
0: that was my reaction this time.
1: Yeah, well, my family's crazy, but I kind of wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, yeah, it works that way for me. I mean, it's been happening for, for the last forty three years. Of my life. So, you know, that's the way it goes. Sure, sure. Um, My, my different reaction this time was maybe not a different reaction, but maybe I just was thinking about it more this time was that, you know, I really did not adore that they had to kind of do this kind of thing where they have a kid at the end. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, if being child free is your choice, then that should be okay. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this movie kind of does lean into this traditional idea that you're not, you know, a whole couple or you're not good enough if you don't get married and have kids. Yeah, And I just think there's all kinds of people in the world and some people want to not get married and some people want to get married and some people want to have kids and some people don't want to have kids. And those are all valid choices. like. So I didn't think, I mean, it is a traditional thing with comedy, even going back, you know, into the Renaissance with, like, Shakespeare, that the hallmark of a comedy is that there's this order restored uh, at the end. Mm -hmm. And part of that order restored usually includes marriage um, and kind of the acceptance of, family in the traditional sense of a mom and dad and kids type of a thing so I think that I can see logically where they were going here but I kind of liked at the beginning of the movie that they were this couple who just decided to be childless yeah on purpose yeah because we kind of are that couple that decided to be childless I mean not we had we thought about it many times sure but it just wasn't something that ever really worked out for us in our life to say yeah this is the right time you know or whatever like we couldn't give them the life that we wanted and so we said you know what it's more fair to not do this you know there are some people who desperately want to have kids and for those people i hope that you do have kids because that's what you want out of your life but if i don't want to have kids that should be okay too And, you know, I honestly have to say, there's kind of a lot of bullying, in a way, that comes with not having kids. Oh, for sure. Like, anytime I meet someone new, seriously, they're like, oh, are you married? Yes. Oh, do you have kids? No. Oh. It's like there's something wrong with you. And, you know, we've kind of, well, I certainly have lived with that. I don't know if you have had to deal with it as much because I think they kind of blame the woman more for some reason. Oh well, I mean it's—I mean
0: I don't—the question will come up, but I haven't. I haven't really necessarily felt any, any judgment.
1: On oh boy. It. Well, you're lucky. Cause yeah. Boy, very I lucky, have. It sounds like, and I'm not the only one I have. I have when we're together that...
0: though. If people, somebody, if people ask us that we're together, then yes, I have felt it like, yeah. Oh, you two are. Well, bad I get ones.
1: that alone. And you know, I don't know if they're making an assumption that like, that we couldn't have kids. I so they know. like feel bad for asking or I don't know what's going on with it, but it's, it's like okay folks everybody out there needs to understand sometimes you don't want to have kids and that's okay um so i didn't you know i would have liked it more if they could have kind of stuck with that sure here um and yeah even if they decided hey i do want to get married i do want to commit to you and say you know we're a team Mm -hmm. because that's kind of what I mean, that sounds kind of silly, but that's kind of what happened with us. Oh, sure. Is that we ended up saying, you know, we kind of want to be a team. Yeah. I mean, but we still don't wear wedding rings and do all this stuff. I mean, we just, we're like a bit non-traditional, I think, in that sense. And we're cool with it, although people get really judgy
0: about that, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like, (laughs) because I don't wear a wedding ring, it's just like I'm, I'm going out
1: Look for it and
0: like, like what are you but i don't wear about?
1: one either so
0: <laughs> and like what i do like within the first 30 seconds of meeting somebody i mentioned my wife so it's just like it's fine i mean i don't know it's just yeah. like why do i have to wear a band of iron like why don't i just i don't know put a spike into my shoulder blade and that that <laughs> signifies our relationship or I just mean,
1: a clown wig yeah if i can could... If I I could wear a clown wig,
0: that would be really solid, (laughs) you know, or maybe I could just, you know, do a special handshake to show I'm hip. But it's, yeah, I I fully understand It's very
1: strange. I mean, yeah, and when you choose to be non-traditional, I do think people are kind of judgy about it. Sure. So it would have been nice, I feel, because I don't really know that we have a lot of movies out there where you have, you know, a positive depiction of people who have chosen not to have kids. It's usually seen as selfish. Yeah. And it's not selfish. In many ways, it is the opposite of selfish. Because, like, you know, in our example, we, you know, know that, you know, John's an actor, and, you know, we live in L.A., which is, like, one of the most expensive places you can live. You bet. And, you know, it's a very kind of hard place to live for kids, I think, yeah. um, unless you are well off. Mm-hmm. And so we've decided, hey, you know, we can't give the, a kid the life that that they deserve. Yeah. So we're not going to have one. We're going to spare them from that. And that's not selfish. No. So, it's... you know, anyway, that's my two cents. I'm probably going too far and too hard no, on a simple, simple movie for Christmas Eve. But that's my, that was something I did think about this time. Where I think, you know, I'd like to see a movie where we have, like, a positive depiction of people who decide not to have kids. Yeah. And have it be, like, you know, not, it doesn't even have to be positive. I'm just looking for neutrality. Sure. (laughs) You know, so that was my feeling.
0: One of the things I noticed this time more than ever is every single family member that we ran into talked about sex. But I thought it was actually like a sex positive movie because there were things that people talked about in this and I didn't feel like there was there was judgment on it, with the exception of the, you know, possible girlfriend of Reese Witherspoon. I thought that was kinda like It was cheap. It yeah. was cheap and I felt like it was kinda judgy and I was kinda like no thanks yeah you know? i
1: agree well i mean i think that it made sense in the context of that family though yeah because yeah. first of all they if were it's like
0: true in the script i get it but just yeah as the viewer i was just that that piece turned me off
1: i yeah no i can see that too i felt that way too yeah i thought that it was kind of it was cheap it's just like i said you're, you know, you're making a cheap joke at the expense of somebody who was either a lesbian or was, like, lesbian-presenting kind of a person. Yeah. And as somebody who is not gay, but people, like, presumed I was growing up mm-hmm. a lot of times and, like, made fun of me for that. Yeah. It was kind of junk. Yeah, it's trash. Yeah. It's I mean, trash. It, I think, you know almost even though this was only what like 13 years ago Mm -hmm. you can already see that that part is kind of dated a little bit yeah that kind of humor um is a bit dated yeah and i think that we are very rightly kind of moving away from those kind of ideas Mm -hmm. um at a fairly quick pace considering how long it usually takes to change people's minds about something. Yeah. I, but yeah, I, I thought that, that, that part was kind of stuck out in a bad way as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Um. So if you had to pick a food uh, for for Christmases, what would that be?
0: I don't know what the, the cookie is called, but I think about um, like that cookie and then it has a Hershey's Kiss on top.
1: Oh yeah, like the peanut butter one. It's like a peanut butter thumbprint cookie yes okay yes Yes, i consider that a christmas cookie too because i think those became really popular a few years ago around christmas Mm -hmm. yeah those are
0: good those uh, those are delicious and it makes me think about the movie because it's like you know this is a, a comedy that is good because again it can be really stressful around the holidays People can have, you know, kind of some strained family relations and this can give you a good laugh and blow off some of that tension. Yeah. You know, maybe even watch together with your family members, you know, and you can all just kind of laugh at each other a little bit. Yeah. So it's something that because it's like a, a shorter film. It's like an hour and 28 minutes. You know, it's like cookie size. Yeah. But it's sweet <laughs> because you get some good laughs and you do have, you know, a couple at the heart of it that do love each other and they decide to take their relationship to the next level, yeah. which is awesome.
1: Yeah, I do. I think that you make a really good point also about. Even if your family is kind of bizarre and, and contentious and you have a lot of issues. Yeah. If you can kind of all have a sense of humor, it helps you kind of get through that. 100%. And I definitely have found that. My family is wacky, but they have such a sense of humor about everything all the time that it, it kind of makes things a lot easier. Yeah. Um, well, my food for this is kind of a weird thing. Um, but when I think about this movie, I think about... The many years, um, this was before I met you, that I would end up alone at Christmas driving from one place to another oh, yeah? um, and not having any food and having to like find a McDonald's or something. <laughs> so <laughs> this movie makes me think of like a quarter pounder combo. Okay. Uh, because there were plenty of times when I was looking around for something to eat on Christmas. And that was the only thing I could find. So between driving from my mom's to my dad's, to my grandma's, to my grandfather's on my dad's side, to wherever else I had to go for the day, um, and you know, just trying to eat something when I got there, but having maybe a three-hour drive or something with just me, mm-hmm. or just me with my sisters. Um, that's what I think about. <laughs> that's me.
0: I can see that. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I remember that. Those. You know, when you had those kind of holiday drives, Yes. you really I mean, had to like...
1: And sometimes it's with your family. I mean, you know, we we generally with my grandmother, we would kind of set a date like a weekend or two before Christmas where we would do things. Uh-huh. So to be kind of more considerate that you could go somewhere else like on Christmas or just have Christmas with your own family. But I feel like we still ended up doing a lot of driving and, you know, there was just some weird Christmases. My mom and stepdad actually decided to go on a vacation during Christmas one year. Oh, yeah? And, you know, they checked with me first. And I said, oh, yeah, that's fine. You know, I'll go up and stay at my grandmother, Mama Ren's." And we had an ice storm oh, man. on Christmas Eve. And I couldn't go anywhere. And mm-hmm. my power went out. So I was just sitting at home by myself. With candles on Christmas. And Ooh. it was a heck of a day. I bet. And my mom felt like absolute hell like. when she came back. She was so sad that they had done that. And she's like, I'm never going on vacation at Christmas again. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy.
0: That's a pretty... Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, I don't think that we ever went on a vacation on Christmas that I can think of. Like, I mean, we might have you know, gone to Pennsylvania, but like we were down there to
1: see family. Yeah. And we were down
0: there, you know, beforehand. Mm, Yeah. Uh, But, and I can't think of any, anything. I can't think of any, you know, storm or anything that, yeah, I mean, I I've led a charmed life. I can't think of anything (laughs) that has happened on Christmas that has been,
1: that has been rough. We did a vacation like as a family, like the week after Christmas When I was in high school one time, but I think, you know, that was like my craziest Christmas was the ice storm one Mm -hmm. um, where I just was, you know, sitting around with candles (laughs) trying to read a book or something. I don't even know what I was doing. It was a crazy day. Yeah. Uh, It was a little weird. And, you know, I'm kind of a go with the flow person. Mm hmm. To some extent, like I'm not saying I don't have a temper because I certainly do about some things, mm-hmm. but when something like that happens, it's really just like a total kind of act of God problem um, where really it's out of your control and everybody else's. I'm just kind of like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing. Let me just make the best of it. Yeah. And that was what I did that day. Um, and it didn't actually really bother me altogether too much. I said, <laughs> well, I'll just read a book. See if I can dig up a candle and read like I'm, you know, in the 1800s. Right. Make an adventure out of it. That's awesome. That's <laughs> so awesome. It was, it was weird. But yeah, so that's my uh, uh, Christmas Eve, four Christmases on the road travel food. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think that kind of wraps up our Christmas Eve episode which is the end of our Christmas series for Christmases. Yeah. Um, we will be back next week for a new year's movie. When Harry met Sally. Can't wait for that. One of our very, very favorites. We both love it so much. Mm-hmm. And we hope that you all have a very wonderful Christmas. If that's the holiday that you celebrate. Yes. Um, and if not, hopefully you still got the day off t- <laughs> and you can enjoy that. Um, and just be safe have fun spend good time with your family hope you get a lot of great presents and we'll see you next week
0: we will see you next week enjoy the time off
1: stay comfy stay
0: comfy everybody